0: Today on the podcast, you'll hear a message from Anthony Greco. Anthony and his wife Madeline shared the gospel in over 40 nations around the world before starting Calgary Life Church here in Canada. Together, their infectious love for people attracts men and women from all walks of life and nationalities, even the younger generations. You can watch Calgary Life Church TV Tuesdays at 12.30 p.m. or Saturdays at 1.30 p.m. Mountain Time on Miracle Channel. And now, Anthony Greco will explain how your praise and worship can bring God's presence into your life, no matter how hopeless the circumstances may seem. Let's dive into the message.
1: Romans chapter 4, verse 19 and 20. So here is Abraham, he's, he's, he's getting close to 100 years old. He, he's been given a promise for 25 years that he would have a child. And listen to the key of his faith. It says, and not being weak in faith, He did not consider his own body already dead since he was about a hundred years old and the deadness of Sarah's womb, she was about 90. He did not waver at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strengthened in faith, giving glory to God. You know, there's something about thankfulness that removes the attention off ourselves, off our problems, off the challenges and puts them on the faithfulness and the bigness of God. And when Abraham was faced with an impossible situation, he did not consider the weakness of his own body, the weakness of his wife's body, instead he grew strong in faith, giving glory to God. Let me encourage you. If you will adopt an attitude of gratitude, if you will begin to live a life of thankfulness and praise, you too can grow strong in faith, giving glory to God and see amazing things happen in your life. So for my first point today, and you know it's interesting that, that unthankfulness or entitlement is one of the specific sins of the last days. Listen to what Paul said to Timothy in chapter three, the first three verses. He said, but know this, that in the last days, perilous times will come, for men will be lovers of themselves, lovers of money, lovers of the oilers, boasters, proud, uh, blasphemers. I'm so, you know, I don't like the Vancouver Canucks, but I must say, I'm very pleased that they won last night over Edmonton. Ah, I need, oh, sorry goes on to say there that that for men will be lovers of themselves, lovers of money, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful and unholy, unloving, unforgiving, slanderers, without self-control, brutal despisers of good. But isn't it noticeable? Isn't it noteworthy that Paul writes and says one of the sins of the last time is going to be that people are going to be unthankful. You know, you might be here today and facing all kinds of difficulties, but let me encourage you. If you own a car and you live in a house, you are in the top 3% of the wealthiest people on the planet. You have a lot to be thankful for today. Come on, you've got lung in your, you've got lung in your breath, you have, some of you have lung in your breath, that's not good. Some of you have breath in your lungs today, you have hope, you have a promise from God. Listen, we have no reason to complain and complaining is really the, from, comes from a place of unbelief and a place of defeat. Casey Treat said that, that negativity is simply an outward expression of an inward defeat. Well, I believe that thankfulness is simply an outward expression of an inward peace and thankfulness, knowing that God is my source. Come on. Your words are the barometer that reveal the condition of your soul. So here's a great story. You've, I'm sure you've heard this, but if you haven't, it's found Acts chapter 16. Paul and Silas. When I first got married, I thought Silas was Paul's wife and Timothy was their son. But they go to Philippi to preach the gospel and uh, they get arrested. And we'll take it from verse 23. And when they had laid many stripes upon them, they cast them into prison, charging the jailer to keep them safely, who, having received such a charge, thrust them into the inner prison and made their feet fast in the stalks. And at midnight, someone say at midnight, Paul and Silas prayed and sang praises unto God and the prisoners heard them and suddenly there was a great earthquake so that the foundations of the prison were shaken and immediately all the doors were opened and everyone's bands were loosed and the keeper of the prison awakened out of his sleep and seeing the prison doors open he drew out his sword and would have killed himself supposing that the prisoners had fled but Paul cried with a loud voice saying do thyself no harm for we are all here then he called for a light and sprang in and came trembling and fell down before paul and silas and brought them out and said sirs what must i do to be saved and they said believe on the lord jesus christ and thou shalt be saved and thy house so first of all what a great passage of scripture and so at midnight they begin to you know to praise god and to, and to sing thankfulness And sometimes in our darkest hours and sometimes when we are in our, you know, figurative midnight, God asks us to lift up the sacrifice of praise. And maybe you're there today. Maybe your marriage is on the rocks. Maybe you're facing an impossibility. Maybe there are the bills are piling up and you don't see a way out. I want to encourage you today to adopt an attitude of gratitude and to adopt a lifestyle of praise because God worked miracles when someone put their attention on Him. Think about that that miracle that happened in that that earthquake wasn't a natural earthquake since when do earthquakes unlock handcuffs and open prison doors that was a supernatural thing and you know as we as a church that's why we are unapologetic about our exuberant praise and our joyful worship because we believe that the atmosphere changes and that change fall off it wasn't just off of what happened you know to paul and silas it wasn't just their feet that were unlocked it just wasn't their handcuffs it wasn't just their prison door but every prisoner in the house experienced freedom when they begin to praise God so as a church let's never shy away about being bold in our praise and you know I traveled a lot by myself you know when I worked for Peter Youngren setting up his campaigns all over the world Jesus sent them two by two but Peter Youngren's cheap so he sent me by myself because he wanted to save money and I tell you, a lot of times when I would be far, I mean, I, and, and the way he would do it, he'd pray over the map, right? We'd be in, somewhere in the former Soviet Union and he would start praying in the spirit over the, over the map and he'd go, ooh, Kubashev, ooh, Samara. Go, go set up those campaigns. So I would fly there not knowing a single person, no, no translator traveling with me, absolutely zero contacts. And when I came home, I had to have everything set up, a stadium booked for free, of course, that's what he expected. All my newspaper advertising, radio, television, all the churches on, everything had to be organized, completely organized. And uh, I tell you, it could be very intimidating. It could be very difficult to travel by yourself into a country, you show up at the airport, no one's there to meet you, nobody speaks English. You know what, you could speak in tongues, but a lot of them didn't get the interpretation. It was a challenge. You know, I Peter told me that he had had hired three other, you know, campaign directors and uh, three of them, when they had gone into deep into Siberia, they all, you know, got on this plane. They just turned around, got on the plane and flew all the way back. They felt intimidated. Let me tell you what the one there was two things that really helped me to stay there and get the job done. One was I took communion every day every day I took a little piece of bread a little piece of juice and I took communion in my in my hotel room and I just reminded myself of the price that Jesus paid for everybody's salvation the fact that I am experiencing communion two words come union I'm coming into union with the life of Jesus and I would just let his presence come into my life and I would just remind myself that he promised he would never leave me nor forsake me and the second thing that I would do is I begin to adopt a lifestyle of praise you know no matter how dark how lonely, how intimidated I felt, I would start to praise God. Come on. And when you start to praise God, the Bible says, oh, magnify the Lord. You know, how can you magnify God? How can you make God bigger? How many know that he's as big as he's going to get? You and I can't make God bigger, but there's something about when you start praising God like we did tonight, this morning, and we're thankful and we're talking about the one that split the Red Sea. Your attention is going off of you onto him. You're magnifying God. You're not making him bigger, but you're making him bigger in your life. You're making him bigger in your circumstance. You are inviting his presence in and when God steps in your life's about to change. Come on somebody. So we are called to live a life of praise. See when Paul and Silas begin to praise God how many know the atmosphere changed? You know your praise and worship your thankfulness can carry the very presence and the possibility of God into any circumstance you're facing right now. Complaining is not gonna change anything. Complaining is powerless to change anything. First Peter chapter two, verse nine and 10. Oh, I like this. This is how, this is what God thinks about you today. He says, but you are a chosen generation. Look at your neighbor and say, are you the chosen one? And you look back and say, yes, I am the chosen one. He said, you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood. Oh, I thought it was only El Presidente that was royal. We have, you're all part of the royal priesthood. You're a holy nation. You are his own special people. Look at the person beside you and say, you're special. (laughs) And it goes on to say that you may, and now why did God do that? Why why did God choose you? You know, I was in Cranbrook, my hometown, just the past couple days. And uh, I want you to know that uh, um, it was just amazing because that's where I gave my life to Christ. And you know, I had a friend with me, so we drove through Cranbrook, and I showed him the street that I that I grew up on. And then I I, I drove him by the trailer where I. But knelt my knees and I received Christ and my life was transformed you know and I just sorry I just I'm just so thankful today that Jesus he chose me and he called me a royal priest and he called me a, a holy nation he called me a come on a chosen generation and he called us out of darkness to proclaim his praises to say how good God is and you know that's what he's done for all of us and sometimes you just gotta remind yourself of, of where you came Here I was, a young man in trouble with the law, had my own probation officer and had to do community service, but yet God put his finger on my life and I don't know what your past is like, but tell you what, I'm so thankful that the God I serve doesn't consult our past when he determines our future. He looks at the finished work of Jesus. He looks at the cross. He looks at the price that was paid and then he determines your future. Let me tell you, I don't know who you are or what you are facing or what you've experienced, but your best days are yet ahead of you. Come on somebody your wife might have left you, your kids might hate you, the dog likes to pee on your shoes but I want you to know that you've got a God in heaven who's madly in love with you and whose love never ends, who's blotted out your sins because of Jesus and He says let me come live on the inside of you and I'll tell you that your end will be better than your beginning. So what are we called to do? We are called to proclaim the praises of Him who called us out of darkness into His marvelous light. Who we were not a people, but now we are the people of God, who had not obtained mercy, but now we have obtained mercy. Oh, what a great promise. In Psalm chapter 50 verse 23, it says, it's the, in the Message Bible, love Eugene Peterson, he says, it's the praising life that honors me. As soon as you get your foot on the way, I'll show you my salvation. In the King James Version it says, whoever offers praise glorifies me, and to him that orders his conversation aright, I'll show my salvation. You know, sometimes we just gotta get our words just agreeing with God. And instead of just talking about the problem, because Jesus, you know, he didn't listen, you know, in, in Mark chapter 11, verse 23 and 24, he said, have the God kind of faith. He says, for verily I say unto you, whoever says to this mountain, be thou removed and cast into the sea, and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that those things he says will come to pass, he will have whatever he says. So we are to talk to our mountains. He didn't say talk to God. He said, listen, talk to your mountain. Talk to your mountain. Get your conversation right. That debt is leaving my life. I will have favor in my business. Come on. God, I thank you that you're healing my marriage. God, I thank you that you're working in my kids' lives. Instead of complaining about what's going wrong, start ordering your conversation aright. Start saying what God says. Speak the promises over your family and watch God turn it around. Come on. There's power in the word, especially when you believe it from the heart. Don't tell your. don't tell God how big your mountain is but tell your mountain how big your God is. All right it's point number two. See because your confession will always precede your possession I know some people say, is that that blab it and grab it theology? Listen, you know, you need to recognize that it was the Lord Jesus himself who said you will have whatever you say if you don't doubt in your heart. So I've decided that I'm gonna stand on the promises of God. For me and my descendants, we shall serve the Lord with gladness. Come on. You've got to learn to walk by faith and not by sight. Call the things that be not as though they are. All right, number two. Thankfulness is the will of God for your life. 1 Thessalonians 5.18 it says give thanks in all circumstances for this is God's will for you. Now notice it didn't say give thanks to God for all circumstances because some things I'm just not thankful for. When the the flames lost 3-0 for the NHL opener I was not thankful but I could actually take that opportunity to be thankful in all things. I was so thankful that uh, that that's just the first game of the season. Come on, somebody that it ain't it ain't over yet. But in all those circumstances, you can give thanks. What's God's will? You're going through a sickness. You're going through a battle in your family. You're having a challenge. Your your kids are battling drugs. Let me just encourage you. What is God's will in that situation? What do I do? You start giving thanks. Giving thanks? Why would I give thanks? Because when you do like Paul and Silas and you start giving thanks, the atmosphere begins to change. Come on. God begins to operate because God begins to work on your behalf because he lives in the praises of his people. It is a—thankfulness is a spiritual weapon. Grumbling never changes anything. All right, number three praise manifests God's presence in your difficulty psalm 22 3 but thou art holy O thou that inhabits the praises of israel come on some of you if you're in a situation and you don't know what to do and you need some help uh, you know if you need some divine intervention start praising god i'm telling you just start lifting up your voice and begin to thank god in the middle of your business transaction that god you are with me and i know that you're going to help me you're going to give me favor praise manifest god's presence it's not that you know listen God lives God lives in presence but sometimes how many know that God is in this room he's in He's everywhere right there's no place where God doesn't exist David said if I go to hell thou art there I mean there's there is no place that God does not exist you know when it talks about you know for example uh, uh, Cain went out from the presence of the Lord how many know he didn't go out of a place where God's presence was wasn't You know, that is, that means he's out of relationship. Some people go out of the presence of the Lord. That means they're not conscious of his presence. They're not aware of his presence. And so one of the ways that, one of the things that really helps us is when we become conscious of his presence. And one of the best ways to become aware of his presence is to start praise him, to start counting your blessings one by one. What are you thankful for? like that one woman that wanted to please her husband and he was just a cantankerous old grump and no matter what she did it was wrong she made you know eggs for him fried eggs for him one morning sunny side up with bacon and 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 he looked he was, woman, woman 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 come here come here look in the plate there you see what's wrong with that plate and she's like no dear what's wrong with that plate i wanted scrambled eggs you made fried eggs she goes i'm so sorry The next day she prays oh lord help me help me to please my husband just today help me to please my husband so she scrambled the eggs and does some nice sausage and bacon and ham brings and puts the plate in front of him and 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 she looks and and he goes woman woman come here look at that plate you know what's wrong with that plate no what's wrong with that plate i wanted fried eggs this morning so the next morning she prays he says, okay lord you you have to help me i need a divine intervention oh god please help me this morning to please my and then she got an idea she scrambled one egg and, 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 and fried sunny side up the other. So she comes out with the plate and puts the plate down in front of her husband and, and the husband looks at the plate and says, Woman, come here! Look at that plate! And she's like, What's wrong with it? And she says, You scrambled the wrong egg! <laughs> there's just some people, there's no pleasing, right? Alright, let's go to number, number four. Thankfulness keeps the peace of God in your life. In the, in, the, in the book of Philippians, chapter 4, verse 6 and 7, it says, be anxious for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplications, let your requests be made known to God and the peace of God. Oh, wait, wait. Oh, did I miss something? Oh, I, I, I'm preaching to a really a, uh, alert. What did I miss? We're Thanksgiving. How many here have ever baked bread? All right, a few of you bake bread. Have you ever tried to break, to bake bread without yeast? It just doesn't rise. I used to work at a pizza hut and uh, I loved making the pizza dough. I tell you, you know what, you know that it was just so much fun to make pizza and then we would show off. We had like an open kitchen and so we would take that pizza dough and we'd spin it in the air even though you're not even supposed to do that with that kind of dough. But we would do that just to put on a show for everybody and spin around. We'd throw in the air and spin around and catch it and people would cheer. I mean it was amazing. But uh, when we were making the pizza dough there was a certain time when you know you you had the temperature just right and you had the yeast in there. You put it in warm, a little bit of olive oil. and and then a little bit of salt and then that yeast a little bit of sugar and it would just begin to rise and bubble up and you'd watch that dough just rise up and you know if you don't have that yeast in there if you're missing that ingredient your bread stays flat and the same thing with our prayer life you know if you notice this verse it says be anxious for nothing but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving listen everyone say with thanksgiving let your request be made known to God and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your mind through Christ Jesus. You know, when you begin to mix thanksgiving with your prayer, You know, I've started, the Bible says that we've been blessed with every spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ. Isn't that true? And the Bible says he's given us all things that pertain to life and godliness. You know, know, we're partakers of the divine natures. He's given us exceedingly great and precious promises. How many know that, that when Jesus says it is finished, it's finished, it's all been given to us. We've been given inheritance in Christ. We possess it now. It's not we don't wait till we die to go to heaven to get our inheritance. We get to have our inheritance now because Jesus already died, rose from the grave, and now he's the executor of the will. Come on, the Bible's called Old Testament, New Testament. How many have a last will and testament? You should get a will made up by the way. Just want to encourage you. You should have that and life insurance. I want to put that out there. But when you think about it. <laughs> yeah, I was told you have to put something practical in every message. That that's the practical application. But if you're missing Thanksgiving, your prayers are flat. They don't rise. If you just bring your needs to God, God, I need a, you need this, I need this. You know, I, I don't ask God for very much anymore. I spend more time just thanking God. Because He's already given us everything. I'm already blessed with every spiritual blessing. I don't need to ask God to to do what He already promised He's gonna do. He said He would meet my needs according to His riches and glory in Christ Jesus. So I don't ask God for my needs to be met. I just begin to thank God. I say, Father, I'm just so thankful that You are my Father. You know what I need before I even need it. Father, You saw my need and You already made a provision. Father, thank You for meeting all my needs. Father, thank You for meeting the needs of Calgary Life Church. And you know, you, you instantly are in a position of faith when you begin to pray with thanksgiving because thanksgiving is the voice of faith. All right, come on. Number five, we're almost done here. Number five, thankfulness is vital to experiencing God's presence daily. In Psalm 100 it says, make a joyful shout to the Lord all you lands. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before his presence with singing. Know that the Lord, he is God and is he who made us and not we ourselves. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. You know, I noticed in that verse that God doesn't even allow grumpy people into his presence. And neither should you. You know, think about it. God, the way into God's presence, it says, Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Be thankful to him and bless his name. You know, it works with God, but it also works in your home. Uh, Dr. John Gottman of the Gottman Institute says he can predict with 93% accuracy uh, if a couple is going to make it or whether they'll file for a divorce. And, and you can you can Google this. He talks about the four horsemen of the apocalypse and uh, you know the four predictors: their contempt, criticism, defense, and stonewalling. And you know it's something about you know where if you're continually you know expressing contempt for your partner or you're continually you know have that critical spirit always pointing out the faults and not just pointing out the faults but attaching an attack of the character. You didn't take the garbage out because you are lazy or you didn't invite me out for a date because you don't care about me. You know maybe they just forgot but you know there are there are people that are destroying their marriages because they have that critical spirit. Can't see anything good. It's like the guy that took his dog You've heard this. It's my favorite joke. You'll hear it a million times. But I just think it's such a great illustration. The guy takes the stick, throws the stick out into the water and says to his dog, fetch. And the dog walked on the water and fetched the stick. Just couldn't believe it. So he, he grabbed the old elder from the church that was so cynical and negative and grumpy and he grabbed him and says, come with me to the lake. Takes the stick, throws the stick out in the water and says, fetch. And the dog walked on the water not he didn't swim he walked on the water and it wasn't frozen it wasn't Canada okay and he picked up the stick and he walked back the man says to the elder tell me did you notice anything different about my dog he says yeah he can't swim (laughs) somebody who's got a defeated negative spirit they can't see anything good they can't acknowledge anything positive This is where that incredible presence and peace, the reality of Christ in you, makes, helps you to become a generous person, being able to pay a compliment, encourage someone, see the best in them, see the gold in that person.
0: Thanks for joining us today. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast to hear more great messages from inspiring teachers like Anthony Greco. Rate this podcast and write a review if you haven't already. And share this message so others can be encouraged by this teaching too. So subscribe, rate, review, and share. We hope you were inspired by today's message. God bless.